Hello and welcome to K-Pop Companion, where each week we'll take a deep dive into one Korean pop song, why I like it a lot, and how you can branch out from there. In this season, we'll be covering 12 songs. I'm your host, Evan Walsh. This episode is about Jam Jam, a song released by IU on April 21st, 2017. IU is a solo female vocalist that debuted on September 23rd, 2008. She became a K-pop trainee while still in middle school in 2007. She's known for being a kind and strong woman with delicate music that spans multiple genres, while firmly remaining in the realm of pop music. Now that you know all that, let's listen to the beginning. So, I really like how at the beginning, it's just the acapella, it's just the vocals. And then the instruments, they just start swelling behind IU's vocals. And uh, it's just a nice, nice, subtle, nice, delicate introduction. As I talked about in my, my little intro, before the song's intro, um, you know, IU's music is... It's very delicate. I don't. I don't want to act like it's not uh, without its edge, but uh, you know, it is soft. It is chill to some degree. So, having not a, a real hard edge on this intro is fitting. And uh, the emphasis at the end of each phrase, with more vocal layers coming in at those points, I think that's a really good touch. Uh, and you're going to hear a lot more of those vocal layers throughout the song. Uh, it's not atypical in pop music for there to be lots of vocal layering, but I think it's used to great effect in this song especially. Uh, and then right here at the end of the intro, there was sort of a glitching vocal, which is, you know, contrasting with the sort of sweet delivery of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, where everything previous had been very smooth and gliding and the transitions were fluid. Uh, we've got this sort of glitched out repeating segment, which is leading us right into this first verse. So, this verse features an 80s style synthesizer bass that comes in. I'll, I'll just say synth from now on, I suppose. Uh, and a very understated beat, which I really like. Uh, the uh, the offbeat has that sort of snare sound that you would expect, but it doesn't quite sound like a regular snare drum recording to me. It could be a clap mixed with some other kind of impact sound, you know, something hitting something else. Uh, in my experience producing music, I know that the snare sound is normally quite layered in pop music and lots of other more, we'll say, produced music. So, yeah, I can't say exactly what's going on there, but it is 
It is subtle. It is understated along with the rest of the beat. It's not trying to come to the forefront. This isn't a, an energetic club track. It's something that, you know, if you're home alone and you put it on the stereo, <laughs> you know, if you you turn it up on your boom box at home uh, and you're by yourself, you know, you might find yourself grooving a little bit. Maybe you're making dinner or something, but, uh, you know, it's not playing this at the club, so you don't need a, a huge booming uh, beat going on here. So um, there's some extremely subtle synthesizer work, sorry, synth work happening in the, the background here. It's really easy to miss. Uh, later in the song, you're going to hear this sort of bubbling uh, synth sort of textural stuff going on in the background. And when you hear that, and when I point that out, you can remember and feel good that you uh, maybe caught it here early in the song. There's also a fair bit of reverb on IU's vocals, which I really like. That's when you've got the vocals and you put effects on it to make it sound like it's being recorded in a very large room where there's, it's kind, it's a type of echo, we'll say, but not, uh, echo in music production is usually referring to something else or also called delay, but Reverb here is what's going on, and it gives her vocals some space. Hopefully, you're noticing uh, less reverb on my voice. I've changed my recording setup slightly to uh, <laughs> have maybe less distracting reverb, and we're going to keep working on that, but enough about me. Back to IU. Uh, the reverb is separating her voice from the instruments, and it's done very, very well here, I think, because she has a very beautiful voice. You know, I, I'm not going to mince words. She's very good at singing. And uh, that shows here in this track. And at the end of this verse, we get this one sustained word. And it leads us right into the pre-chorus. So, like I've said in nearly every episode, you gotta love a pre-chorus, and this is a good one. This is actually something that's going to recur in almost some non-pre-chorus sections or non-pre-chorus uh, places. So, just keep that in mind as you listen to the rest of the song. The anticipation it builds is uh, pretty good, in my opinion. The snare drum is dropping out. We're marching forward with just that that kick drum or that bass drum. And you've got this ethereal synth that's going up and down and down and up and up and down. And uh, it keeps the low-key vibe of this song because, you know, it's trying to go somewhere. It's trying to build to the chorus, but this isn't a super intense song. Again, not like a club track, so it doesn't need to elevate the energy level so, so high that when we drop back down to the verse, it'll be a huge discrepancy. Uh, you know, contrast in, in music is good, but when the energy level of a track specifically is so far between the, the chorus and the verse, I think uh, you can end up with kind of a peak and a valley thing where you can't quite get into a groove because you don't know where the song is trying to have you land. So... I think what they did here with this track is really effective. Uh, and there's some interesting uh, vocal layering again going on. You've got that pitched up vocal there at the end that's rising up and up and up. And uh, 
an almost hypnotic delivery here, repeating that same line over and over and over. And uh, again, it's going to be used to great effect later. So we'll discuss it then. But for now, I want to hear this chorus. And I hope you do too. So just a short little bit here of this song, and uh, you'll recognize, uh, yeah, the same lines from the intro. It's doing that thing that some songs do where they give you that chorus first, but give you in a slightly different way. And that's what they did here, and uh, it's great. The drum beat is back in full effect, but I use voice as obviously the main instrument here. Um, it's not getting lost in the mix. We're getting a little bit of a bubbly synth here. It's rising up. There is some reverb on it. Gives it a bit of a bit of a spacey, bit of a again ethereal vibe. Uh, sort of playing around in the space of the song, and that's great. Extremely beautiful vocals, beautiful production work. Now on to the post-chorus. So here in the post-chorus, the it is the most lush part of the song here. There are so many vocal layers going in and out, and that subtle little bubbling synth, again, it's it's there, it's doing its work. And uh I just I love I love this part. <laughs> it's weird to think that the pre and the post-chorus parts are more exciting than the chorus for me, but that's just how it goes sometimes. Uh Hopefully you can appreciate those parts of the song and uh, maybe you enjoy the chorus more than me. And that's great. That's what music is all about. It is a universal language that we can all interpret differently. So hopefully you enjoy the, the lushness here because it will return. But now let's go to a verse, I think, and uh, we'll see how it uh, handles that transition. So it is dropping that energy level back down, and we're getting those familiar verse instrumentals, not totally different from the chorus, but there is a new instrument here. I wonder if you caught it. I'll give you a moment to think about it. You're right. It was a piano or an electric piano or something approximately like that. Uh, it was hitting some chords that were sort of spaced out at first, the chord being when it's hitting more than one note at a time. And uh, the spacing between the chords was getting uh, faster and faster through it. And eventually the chords were hitting nearly on a majority of the beats 
of of each uh, each line there, each bar, as it were. <laughs> trying to use more musical terminology. I hope it's not uh, too upsetting for you. <laughs> um, I think it's a nice way of introducing the, the the piano here. You know, you get a little taste of it, and you get a little more, and then it just gives you a bunch all at once, and backs off a little bit, and gives you a bunch again. And uh, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun way of introducing it, I think, instead of just, you know, having it come in right at the beginning of the verse, and just, you know, doing... Uh, you know, appearing on a majority of the verse, or if it just, you know, faded up. Uh, I think it's it's interesting. Full volume, but spacing out the intervals and then tightening it up. Uh, I like it. <laughs> so now that we've got that, um, we've got another pre-chorus happening here. So let's see what they do this time. So it's essentially the same pre-chorus, you know, they, uh, you know, in the production here, it's uh, a lot of layered vocals. Still, it's turning up the lush dial, it's turning up the extravagance uh, slider, <laughs> we'll say. Uh, near the end, you're getting that pitched up and layered version of IU's voice. And I think that's the only thing about this production to me that screams like 2017. You know, I think that's the very, it's a very now thing to do. It's still very popular. Um, I think having the 80s style synth stuff uh, is also very indicative of the time. But I, I think, I think that type of electronic music production is going to stay in vogue for a while. Uh, it's just, uh, it's a very pleasing and very straightforward way to, to handle, uh, what instruments you choose and how you arrange them. Um, I'll be interested how electronic music production evolves over time, but I think we're going to keep going back to the fundamentals. So, um, <laughs> I look forward to being very wrong about this in 10 years time, but for now, it'll be like this forever, of course. Uh, so you may have noticed there as it was fading out, uh, before my, uh, my dumb voice started talking that, um, it wasn't going into the chorus. It was actually going into something else. In this case, a bridge. So I love, I love that it went from a pre-chorus into a bridge and it's about to transition into a chorus, but we got to talk about this first. So if you thought the pre-chorus was turning up the, the lush dial here, you were not ready for this bridge where you get a little bit of synth behind this soothing sea of voices that you just want to immerse yourself in. And I think I, I've said before that when a song is really, really lush like this and not 
in an intense way, just in a very soothing and warm way. It's almost like a warm bath of music that you just want to drop into and just soak it all in. And you just want to live there forever, or at least for a little while. Uh, And I think that metaphor still holds true. I hope uh, you don't find it weird or anything. It's just, uh, it's something I think about when uh, a song really does it really effectively, just this sea of sound around you. But let's hear how it goes into the chorus. Wow, what what a final chorus that is. You know, you're in this bath and uh, then everything just comes back at you. And, uh, you know, you're, you're just trying to, you're having, trying to have a soak over here and then you got to start grooving. Because, uh, yeah, the synth work comes back, the drums are back, intense vocal layering. And you've got IU ad-libbing and singing over herself then you've got bits from other lines coming back in under herself. It's uh, the flow right from the end of that bridge into the chorus is so smooth. It's not an abrupt transition. It makes total sense, but you're just like, you barely know you're there until you're there, (laughs) which is hopefully not one of the dumber things I've said on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe. (laughs) So you're just surrounded by IU. There is nothing but IU. And uh, that's great. That's fine. That's what this song wants to do, and I'm loving it. So we are now, unfortunately, at the outro of the song, so let's see how it all wraps up. Okay, that's quite the ending there. You've got the return of those hypnotic vocals from earlier. You've got the sparse piano bits, this swelling, synthesized, almost string, sort of what you might call a pad sound when uh, talking about synthesizers. Um, The song is about being in love or starting to fall in love when you've already done it before. And, you know, you know it'll be good at the beginning and could end badly and explosively for everyone involved, but you need to cover up that knowledge and just go with the flow and hope that things are going to be okay. And, uh, you know, earlier in the song she talks about she needs some sugar, she needs something fake. And there's sort of a metaphor of, you know, tea and dessert and all this stuff going on here. I mean, it's called Jam Jam. Uh, Maybe not tea (laughs) in this case. Uh, But um, we get almost the sound of a, a canister there at the end being closed that you might keep sugar in. Um, so it's, it is a metaphor and, uh, it's also maybe a bit on the nose, but, uh, I think it's effective. I think what IU has done here is great. 
But the final question that remains is where do you go from here? Well, if you enjoyed IU and you'd like to hear something more recent from her and maybe something a little poppier, but still with that, uh, that subtle and delicate IU style, her song BB is what I'd recommend. If you'd like to hear something that is uh, less uh, electro-pop, we'll say, and more uh, straightforward, um, sort of acoustic, almost indie music, uh, Some by Bubblegon 4 is really, really good. If you want something with a darker edge to it, and is also from a solo female vocalist, the song Camo by Boa is, uh, frankly, great. If you would like to hear something with a, a bit of a sorrowful mood and uh, with some acoustic instruments and still with a, a very chill vibe, the song I Am Blue by 1415 is perfect. Finally, if you want something from a male soloist that is poppy while also being slightly melancholy, uh, Bad Habits by Sean is what I'd recommend. With that, we have reached the end of our time here this week. I'm so glad I got to share this song with you. It is not a single off the album, so if you are not a 
fan of IU, if you've not listened all the way through her album, even if you're a fan of K-pop, you may have missed this one. And uh, if you're just now getting deeper into K-pop, I hope this was uh, a nice a nice break from the more intense and electronic dance tracks that you tend to hear when you look into K-pop these days. So, and there's a link to all of these songs and a Spotify playlist that contains all these songs in the show notes, in the summary, in the description, whatever your podcast calls it, that's where it is for this episode. If you want to learn more about our other episodes, you can go to kpopcompanion.com. As I said, our, as if there's somebody other than me producing the show. It's just me, Evan. And that's why, if you want to talk to me and directly to me about this show, you can contact me two different ways. You can go to uh, Twitter and message uh, the show's account. That's twitter.com slash kpopcompanion. It's all one word, no punctuation in that username. Or you can just do at kpopcompanion if you already have an account, already know how to use Twitter. I don't need to explain social media to you. It's 2019. You can also send an email to podcast at kpopcompanion.com and I promise to read them all and probably respond, unless you're really mean. Don't do that. On uh, the Kpop Companion website, there's a link to our Discord server where you can go and chat live with me and other people that listen to this show. You can talk about new K-pop. You can talk about old K-pop. You can talk about whatever. I would love to see you in there. And uh, I'd love to just chat about songs that may not make it onto the show. I have a weird criteria for choosing songs. So there are big songs that will probably never be on here. But uh, I would still love to chat about them with you. And finally, what would help me personally a whole lot is if you could tell your friends about this show. And if you go to iTunes and leave a review... Hopefully a five-star review, but if not, be sure to give me some constructive criticism about how this show can be better, because I want it to be better, even though we're approaching the end of this first season, because I anticipate making more episodes, but, you know, I want to evaluate where I am at the end of the season and think of how the show can evolve and improve from there. So, with that, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope... You will listen next week, every Tuesday. I'll be here, at least for the next few weeks. And then uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay? Goodbye!